Indigenous intellectual property is a term used in national and international forums to describe intellectual property that is collectively owned by various indigenous peoples, and by extension, their legal rights to protect specific such property. This property includes cultural knowledge of their groups and many aspects of their cultural heritage and knowledge, including that held in oral history. In Australia, the term Indigenous Cultural and Intellectual Property, abbreviated as ISIP, is commonly used. There have been various efforts made since the late 20th century towards providing some kind of legal protection for Indigenous intellectual property in colonized countries, including a number of declarations made by various conventions of Indigenous peoples. The World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, was created in 1970 to promote and protect intellectual property across the world by cooperating with countries as well as international organizations. The UN's Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, UNDRIP, signed by 144 countries in 2007, includes several clauses relating specifically to the protection of intellectual property of indigenous peoples. Disputes around indigenous property include several cases involving the Maori people of New Zealand. Background Indigenous intellectual property is a concept that has developed as an analog to predominantly Western concepts of intellectual property law, and has been promoted by the World Intellectual Property Organization, WIPO, as part of a broader effort by the United Nations, UN, to see the world's indigenous, intangible cultural heritage better valued and better protected against perceived, ongoing mistreatment, as they are not adequately covered by Western law. Indigenous intellectual property rights relate to the legal rights to protect specific such property, which includes cultural knowledge of their groups, aspects of their cultural heritage in the visual arts, literature, and performing arts, as well as science and traditional medicines. It may include knowledge held in oral history. International bodies such as the UN have become involved in the issue, making more specific declarations that intellectual property also includes cultural property such as historical sites, artifacts, designs, language, ceremonies, and performing arts in addition to artwork and literature. Nation states across the world have experienced difficulties reconciling local indigenous laws and cultural norms with a predominantly Western legal system, in many cases leaving indigenous peoples' individual and communal intellectual property rights largely unprotected. The Native American Rights Fund, NARF, has set out several goals around treaty law and intellectual property, with board member Professor Rebecca Tsosi stressing the importance of these property rights being held collectively, not by individuals. The long-term goal is to actually have a legal system, and certainly a treaty could do that, that acknowledges two things. Number one, it acknowledges that indigenous peoples are peoples with a right to self-determination that includes governance rights over all property belonging to the indigenous people. And, number two, it acknowledges that indigenous cultural expressions are a form of intellectual property and that traditional knowledge is a form of intellectual property, but they are collective resources, so not any one individual can give away the rights to those resources. The tribal nations actually own them collectively. Terminology a term used especially in Australia is Indigenous Cultural and Intellectual Property, abbreviated as ISIP with the term Cultural Heritage often applying to the same concept. The term Indigenous Cultural and Intellectual Property Rights is abbreviated as ISIPER. Traditional Cultural Expressions Traditional Cultural Expressions is a phrase used by WIPO to refer to any form of artistic and literary expression in which traditional culture and knowledge are embodied. They are transmitted from one generation to the next, and include handmade textiles, paintings, 
stories, legends, ceremonies, music, songs, rhythms and dance. Traditional cultural expressions can include designs and styles, which means that applying traditional Western-style international copyright laws, which apply to a specific work, rather than a style, can be problematic. Indigenous customary law often treats such concepts differently, and may apply restrictions upon the use of underlying styles and concepts. Declarations A number of Native American and First Nations communities have issued tribal declarations over the past 35 years. In the lead-up to and during the UN International Year for the World's Indigenous Peoples, 1993, then during the following UN Decade of the World's Indigenous Peoples, 1995-2004, a number of conferences of both Indigenous and non-Indigenous specialists were held in different parts of the world, resulting in a number of unified declarations and statements identifying, explaining, refining, and defining Indigenous intellectual property though the legal weight of most has yet to be tested. Since the 1970s, intertribal groups in North America have organized demonstrations against non-native use of Native American cultural elements, such as the sale of products and services allegedly derived from indigenous knowledge. Traditional Elder Circle, October 1980 Before ceremonies and ceremonial knowledge were affirmed as protected intellectual property by the UN General Assembly, Smaller coalitions of indigenous cultural leaders met to issue declarations about protection of ceremonial knowledge. In 1980, spiritual leaders of the Northern Cheyenne, Navajo, Hopi, Muscogee, Chippewa Cree, Haudenosaunee and Lakota Nations met on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation in Montana, and issued the resolution of the fifth annual meeting of the traditional Elders Circle, resolving that. These individuals are gathering non-Indian people as followers who believe they are receiving instructions from the original people. We, the elders and our representatives sitting in council, give warning to these non-Indian followers that it is our understanding this is not a proper process, that the authority to carry these sacred objects is given by the people. Belem, July 1988 The first International Congress of the International Society of Ethnobiology involving scientists, environmentalists, and indigenous peoples met at Belém, Brazil. They identified themselves collectively as ethnobiologists, and announced that, amongst other matters, since indigenous cultures around the world are being disrupted and destroyed. The Declaration of Belém declared, Mechanisms are established by which indigenous specialists are recognized as proper authorities and are consulted in all programs affecting them, their resources and their environment. Procedures must be developed to compensate Native peoples for the utilization of their knowledge and their biological resources. Carioca Declaration, May 1992 The Carioca Declaration and Indigenous Peoples Earth Charter was first affirmed in Brazil in May 1992, and then reaffirmed in Indonesia in June 2002. Ratifying the document were Indigenous peoples from the Americas, Asia, Africa, Australia, Europe and the Pacific who, at Karaoke Villages, united in one voice to collectively express their serious concern at the way the world was exploiting the natural resources upon which indigenous peoples depend. Specific reference is made within the Indigenous Peoples Earth Charter to perceived abuses of indigenous peoples' intellectual and cultural properties. Under the heading, Culture, Science and Intellectual Property, among other matters, it is asserted. 99 the usurping of traditional medicines and knowledge from indigenous peoples should be considered a crime against peoples. 102. As creators and carriers of civilizations which have given and continue to share knowledge, experience, and values with humanity, 
we require that our right to intellectual and cultural properties be guaranteed and that mechanisms for each be in favor of our peoples. 104. The protection, norms and mechanism of artistic and artisan creation of our peoples must be established and implemented in order to avoid plunder, plagiarism, undue exposure and use. Lakota Declaration, June 1993. At the Lakota Summit v. An international gathering of U.S. and Canadian Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota nations, about 500 representatives from 40 different tribes and bands of the Lakota unanimously passed a declaration of war against exploiters of Lakota spirituality. Representatives affirmed a zero-tolerance policy on the exploitation of Lakota, Dakota and Nakota ceremonial knowledge. Whereas we are conveners of an ongoing series of comprehensive forums on the abuse and exploitation of Lakota spirituality. 6. We urge traditional people, tribal leaders and governing councils of all other Indian nations, as well as all national Indian organizations, to join us in calling for an immediate end to this rampant exploitation of our respective American Indian sacred traditions by issuing statements denouncing such abuse, for it is not the Lakota, Dakota and Nakota people alone whose spiritual practices are being systematically violated by non-Indians. Mataachua Declaration, June 1993 on June 18, 1993, 150 delegates from 14 countries, including indigenous representatives from Japan, Ainu, Australia, Cook Islands, Fiji, India, Panama, Peru, Philippines, Suriname, United States and Aotearoa, New Zealand, met at Fakatana, Bay of Plenty region of New Zealand. The Assembly affirmed indigenous people's knowledge is of benefit to all humanity, Recognized indigenous peoples are willing to offer their knowledge to all humanity provided their fundamental rights to define and control this knowledge is protected by the international community, insisted the first beneficiaries of indigenous knowledge must be the direct indigenous descendants of such knowledge, and declared all forms of exploitation of indigenous knowledge must cease. Under Section 2 of their Declaration, the Mataachua Declaration on Cultural and Intellectual Property Rights of Indigenous Peoples, they specifically ask state, national and international agencies to 2.1. Recognize that indigenous peoples are the guardians of their customary knowledge and have the right to protect and control dissemination of that knowledge. 2.2. Recognize that indigenous peoples also have the right to create new knowledge based on cultural tradition. 2.3. Accept that the cultural and intellectual property rights of indigenous peoples are vested with those who created them. Julian Bull's Statement November 1993. The Julian Bull Statement on Indigenous Intellectual Property Rights arose out of a meeting of Indigenous and non-Indigenous specialists, who, at Jingarba, in northeastern Australia, agreed Indigenous intellectual property rights are best determined from within the customary laws of the Indigenous groups themselves. Within the Declaration, Indigenous Customary Laws are, renamed Aboriginal Common Laws, and it is insisted these laws must be acknowledged and treated as equal to any other systems of law. Aboriginal intellectual property, within Aboriginal common law, is an inherent, inalienable right which cannot be terminated, extinguished, or taken. Any use of the intellectual property of Aboriginal nations and peoples may only be done in accordance with Aboriginal common law, and any unauthorized use is strictly prohibited. Hopi and Apache opt-out in 1994 a number of Native American tribal organizations demanded that museums remove certain materials from exhibition and access to the public. They cited the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act, NAGPRA, as the legal basis for these complaints. 
Their position was that they would only permit such uses selectively and with express permission of the living relatives of the human remains and grave goods the museums wished to exhibit. Vernon Masayesva, CEO of the Hopi tribe and a consortium of Apache tribes demanded a number of American museums and all public exhibition of, and access to, materials from their tribal cultures, including images, text, ceremonies, music, songs, stories, symbols, beliefs, customs, ideas, concepts and ethnographic field notes, feature films, historical works, and any other medium in which their culture may appear literally, imagined, expressed, parodied or embellished. Many Apache tribes such as the White Mountain Apache tribe have also asked for the return of Puebloan artifacts and bodies that were taken off of their land by various collectors over time. Santa Cruz de la Sierra Statement, September 1994 A regional meeting was held at Santa Cruz de la Sierra, Bolivia, where indigenous peoples from South America concerned about the way internationally prevailing intellectual property systems and regimes appeared to be favoring the appropriation of indigenous peoples' knowledge and resources for commercial purposes, agreed in their Santa Cruz de la Sierra Statement on Intellectual Property. For members of indigenous peoples, knowledge and determination of the use of resources are collective and intergenerational. No individuals or communities, nor the government, can sell or transfer ownership of resources which are the property of the people and which each generation has an obligation to safeguard for the next. There must be appropriate mechanisms for maintaining and ensuring the right of indigenous peoples to deny indiscriminate access to the resources of our communities or peoples and making it possible to contest patents or other exclusive rights to what is essentially indigenous.